Hello, I'm Daniel. I am going to read to you a few lines from this text, Trust in Mind, today, and I'm going to comment on those lines, and then I'm going to lead a meditation. I've been doing this for a little while. I really recommend this book, Trust in Mind, okay? Okay. So, these are the lines I'm going to read. When the mind exists undisturbed in the way, nothing in the world can offend. And when a thing can no longer offend, it ceases to exist in the old way. I'm going to read those two lines again. I think they're really important and useful. When the mind exists undisturbed in the way, nothing in the world can offend. And when a thing can no longer offend, it ceases to exist in the old way. So, we are bothered a lot of the time. And... Sometimes in life, we are bothered by things that are really important, by injustice, by starving people in the world, by being abused, right? But other times, we are bothered by things that ultimately don't really have consequences, like hearing music we don't like, or if our partner or our child has an annoying habit, and we're bothered by that kind of stuff too. We are eaten by trivial things. And a lot of the time we are so upset by trivial things that when real things happen, we're already on edge because of all the little insignificant things that are bothering us, okay? So what we're talking about, what the path compels us to do is learn how to have a broader view of the world and to stop letting things that don't matter bother us. Stop letting things that don't matter bother us. There's a, I see a huge uh, social media element to this, and that is we are happier when we can learn how to let people just be wrong on the internet. We are happier th that way. I've fallen into that trap several times where somebody just says something absurd on Facebook or on Twitter, and I get in an argument. And it's nobody is ever convinced that way, really. Not, I don't believe they are. So, um, and that's not to say I'm defeatist, but it's only to say I can put my energy toward other things rather than getting caught up in a social media argument, right? And we have countless things like that in life where we could avoid trouble, but we don't want to, so we don't. We let ourselves be offended by things. We let ourselves be bothered by things. And again, I'm not talking about serious things like murder. I'm talking about things that are insignificant. So, that is what we're talking about here when we say nothing in the world can offend. It means that if we have a broader view of the world around us, if we pay attention, if we are living in the most skillful way possible and we're not so obsessed with our preferences and obsessed with ourselves, then things aren't going to bother us so much. I like to say that we can learn how to react with right now it's like this what can I do instead of always reacting with why is this happening to me that's a see that's a very different different way of looking at the world on the one hand right now it's like this what can I do that is looking for solutions seeing the things the way they are, accepting it, and looking for solutions. And why is this happening to me? That is just lamenting 
lamenting what's happening. And sometimes in life that is a reasonable reaction, but other times we have that reaction and it doesn't serve us. And it doesn't serve us. And we have that reaction, maybe we have it a lot more than we need to. At least some of us do, I do. So what we wanna learn how to do is to cultivate that mind that says, right now it's like this, what can I do about it? Because that is very powerful. That is very powerful. That is learning how to respond to situations instead of reacting to them all the time. It's learning how to make a choice on how to respond rather than just the first knee-jerk reaction that comes into your mind. It's having that space where you can decide, oh, what do I need to do about this? What do I need to do? Instead of just blah, right? So, so that's what I'm talking about here. We want to notice our reaction that's coming up and we want to realize whether that's going to be helpful or not. And that's really hard and a lot of the time we can't do it, but sometimes we can. Sometimes we can. And the other part, the second line was, it ceases to exist in the old way. When a thing can no longer offend, it ceases to exist the old way, in the old way. And a real microcosm of that is just food. If there is a food that looks really gross and you don't want to try it and you think it smells bad and looks bad and you don't want to try it so you don't for a long time and then one day you try it and you like it, suddenly that food smells good. That will always happen. If you try a food that you previously thought was bad and you like it, that smell is going to draw you in next time. It stopped existing in the old way. It's the same with a person. If you meet a person and they're rude when you meet them, you make a judgment of them. And you make we make all sorts of judgments that to things that aren't connected. So if someone was rude when you met them, you might think they have a stupid face, right? Or their outfit is ridiculous or whatever. But then if your attitude toward them changes, say you meet them a few times and you get to know them and you realize they're great, suddenly your whole perception shifts. It changes everything. It changes everything. And all of life is like that. All of life is like that. If something bothers you and then you find out you like it, it changes your whole world around this thing. Your whole world. And it's important to keep that in mind because we cling so tightly to our preferences, to our ideas about what experiences are good and bad. And sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. A lot of the time we're wrong about what we want or what we think is best for us or what we like. A lot of the time we're wrong about those things. And if you had the, ever had the experience where you really wanted something and then you got it and you were seriously underwhelmed, that's what I'm talking about too. We put big expectations on everything all the time. And it doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us. So all of that being said, um, those were the two lines I wanted to talk about. And now I'm going to lead a meditation, okay? So I'm going to ring the bell. I want you to find a position you're comfortable in. 
and either cross your legs or firmly plant your feet on the floor. Um, it's good to have a plan for what all your body parts are doing so that no body part is a source of distraction. I am firmly planting my feet on the floor. And with hands, there's two different things I recommend. One is called, I call it the bowl. One hand on top of the other, thumbs gently touching, resting in my lap. Doesn't matter which hand's on top. Some people say it matters a lot which hand's on top. I disagree. And the other form I recommend is called relaxation. It's just hands in your lap. Just the point is there's a place for your hands to be, okay? So again, the bowl or just hands resting on your lap. I do an eyes open practice. Um, so I'm looking at a plain wall here and that's where I'm gonna fix my attention. But if you like an eyes closed practice, I think that's okay. And if you don't have a plain wall to look at, you can also, another option is to look at the floor kind of gaze downward and look at the floor. And then of course, closing your eyes is okay. And we will begin with the practice that is called the healing breath. This is a very slow controlled breathing. We breathe in for a count of five. We hold our breath for a count of five and we breathe out for a count of five. So a single breath is 15 seconds. Okay. And we're going to do a cycle of three of those. And it looks like this. And we're gonna do a cycle of three of those. That being said, if you have asthma or emphysema or, or some other breathing issue or just controlled breathing really makes you hyperventilate or whatever, then don't do not do it by all means. Just watch me do it and don't do it. That's, that's fine. If this makes you nervous or anxious, then don't do it because that defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do, okay? So I'm gonna direct you the whole time and do it with you, okay? So breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. Last one, breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. Now, uh, one last thing I wanna state before we begin is, if you have a scratch or an itch, a scratch or an itch, if you have whatever and you need to adjust yourself or scratch, just do it and get it over with as quickly and with as little trouble as possible, I think. Uh, it's, it's problematic if you're sitting like this during the meditation, but what's more problematic is just thinking, thinking the whole time about how much you want to scratch. So I say, if you need to scratch, scratch. If you need to adjust, adjust, especially if your back hurts or something. And uh, last, last thing, it's important to have a straight back. If you start to slouch, you'll, you will realize that also your mind is wandering and you've left the meditation entirely. You will realize that, at least that's my experience. So... Sit up as straight as you can, and every time you notice you start to slouch, which I notice I do that, just just straighten up. Don't make a big deal out of it, just straighten up, okay? 
Okay. So we are going to do the practice called following the breath or mindfulness of breathing. I like mindfulness of breathing better than following the breath, actually. But both of those names are given to this. Um, it's also called Satipatthana. Satipatthana. If you're into foreign words, which I'm not. So, notice, bring awareness to the breath coming into and out of your body. We're not trying to control it. We're just trying to pay attention to it. You can either notice it coming into and out of your nose or notice the rise and fall of your belly. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. This is happening all the time, but we pay very little attention to it. Unless, unless there's a problem, then we pay all our attention to it. And that's what makes this a good anchor. So that's, we're going to place our attention on our breathing for a few minutes, and then we will shift to another practice. Breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. And a lot of people find it helpful to count. So on the in-breath, you note one, and on the out-breath, you note two, mentally. In one, out two. In one, out two. And the point of this, the way we're using this as an anchor is, every time a thought comes into your mind, a thought, a feeling, a memory, whatever, or, or wondering about a sound you hear, or whatever, you just bring your mind back to the breath. The breath is always, always there to return to. So if I start to think, oh, my back hurts, then I go back to one on the next in-breath. If I start to think, what's that sound I hear? I just go back to one on the next in-breath. We don't want to beat ourselves up when we struggle. We just want to see if we can just go back to one. Okay. In one, out two. In one, out two. And we'll do this for a few minutes.
now I want you to shift your practice. We're going to release the breath as the anchor and we're going to do the practice that I call open awareness. And some people call this practice silent illumination or just sitting or do nothing. And it's it's all those things, but I like open awareness as a, as a name for this. But what we're going to do rather than focus on the breath, we're going to just try to just be present in our experience. So when I have a thought, I just notice I'm having a thought and I try not to get carried to another thought from that one. I just notice I'm thinking. When I have a feeling, I just notice I'm having a feeling or whatever else is happening, wondering what a sound is, memories, projections on the future, whatever it is. Just notice what's happening and don't try to control it, but just sit in silence and stillness being aware of what's happening. That's it. That's the practice. And we will sit for a few more minutes doing this. Doing nothing.
that is all for today. Thank you for taking the time to sit with me. Let me know what you think of the talk and the practices, okay? So that's it. Have a good day.